0: This is Do Good and Do Well with me, Sarah Fox, the podcast where we explore how you can help make positive change in the world without losing yourself. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Do Good and Do Well. How are you today? How's it been? How are you getting on? I hope you are doing well. I have today on the episode Fleur Emery. Fleur is a fearless and informed startup expert and founder of Real Work, an inclusive online membership created to inspire and equip women to work, earn, and live on their own terms. Fleur founded Real Work in June 2020 to deliver her own brand of practical, no-nonsense advice to other female founders and freelancers. Real Work offers women the space to work on their business alongside their peers in an atmosphere of collaboration and mutual support. Within the community, real workers share goals, challenges, hard-gained wins, resources and opportunities and advice, and Fleur is equally as happy to talk about her failures as her successes. Real Work is the culmination of Fleur's 20 years' experience starting multiple businesses from the ground up. Her first brand went from concept to Waitrose in 18 months, the second from concept to house, at the Ritz Hotel in the same time frame. Fleur held a guest lectureship in business and branding at UCL and has consulted or been a NED on multiple startups, including Nut, Miso Tasty and Little Bandits. It was such a pleasure to talk to Fleur. I really loved it when she said, well, I don't think do good and do well is a good name for a podcast. We talked about what is this do good? Why does it have to be so binary, doing good, doing bad? And that's exactly what this podcast is about, to ask those questions. Before we get into it, just a little note to say that I have lots of free or low priced resources if you need help as a freelancer you can come to my website www.sarahfox.co.uk check out the blog there's lots of information there there's a pdf around how to say no you can buy a workshop that I ran which is all about marketing without the ick and there's a video series as well which is all about undercharging so there's lots of stuff there go and have a visit I'll put all the links in the show notes as well I really hope you enjoy this conversation with Fleur. As always, get in touch if anything resonated. If you have any questions, I really do love to hear from you. Okay, enjoy. Hello, Fleur, and welcome to Do Good and Do Well. How are you today? Here for, happy to be here. When you um, before we start the podcast with
1: that silent gap for the audio, it's like I'm saying a prayer. Um, Th- Let us remember the you are here, <laughs> express gratitude yeah.
0: to the Father Round and the world. giver of all <laughs> no, yes. yes, it is. So the first question then is, what would you like people to know about you?
1: This is a terrible question. Because if I start telling them how great I am, how easy I find everything, how I um, have got to a place when I practice a sort of beyond balance, the sort of virtuosity where I'm completely they're not this is just gonna switch off. Aren't they? So it's not it's not a good why don't we um and also maybe with a bit of um ego deflation. I'm not sure, truly, that I really mind what people know about me mm. these days or think about me. I really I used to mind a lot. And when I put down that burden, you know, nice and not lighter. So I don't really mind also, there's a lot of stuff about me in the public domain, probably too much. So, um, why don't we think about what I want? Um what I'll tell you about who's listening? Who listens? Who listens to this yeah.
0: podcast? Yeah, all about people. And so creatives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People well, people who want to make a difference in the world, a positive difference. Yeah. A positive contribution but they want to do so without breaking themselves in the process. So in which case, can I flip your question and use the opportunity?
1: So instead of what I would like them to know about me, I'll demonstrate what my work is in action by saying what I would like them to know about them. Mm-hmm. Would that Go be for different? Yeah. First... This is probably skewed towards women because I just work with women. So you're already kind. You don't have to work hard to kind. You're already kind. Take that off the list. Take the take the wall chart down. Take that sticker off the mirror. You know enough to start. Definitely know how to start. And um you don't have to deserve things. That's kind of comes up a lot. That's sort of something I untangled. And I help other people untangle. And yeah, you don't need permission. Don't ask anyone. Just stop. That's kind of so. Those things that I want other people to know about themselves are probably the, the things that I know about myself after a lot of work, and that they're the things that I'd like to pass on. Have you had that? Some pro, that program radio for inheritance tracks. It's a really short program, and someone comes on and they say, "This is a song." that had meaning for me when I was young I'd like to pass on and yeah, yeah they would be my inheritance tracks you're already kind you <laughs> know yeah you don't have to ask permission you don't have to deserve things you can start because there's a lot of um there's a lot of preparation isn't there when once I've done that I'll do it you know I do a qualification then I'll start the mm-hmm. thing and let the kids get a bit older then I'll start the thing. say I'll wait for my partner to just you know they've just had a difficult thing
0: so I just wait to wait for my help you don't have to wait you can just do the thing mm-hmm. yeah and I think as a you know I can certainly imagine and and maybe the thoughts that I probably had at one time and still do um and some of the listeners might be thinking but hang on a minute <laughs> I've got to look after my kids and I've got to look after my elderly mother who, you know, needs all that support. And I've only got a certain amount of time and I've got all of these ideas, but but how do I do that? For I tell you the
1: answer, go. It's, um, you just start. And what happens is, if you start doing the thing that is for you and that you're interested in and comes naturally, creates space. You, the, the way you feel about yourself starts to change because this idea that I'm in a uniquely stuck position because, you know, all of this exterior stuff is against me, so I can't start, that's a, that's a belief. And we know from history, you know, we know that women have faced ec- extraordinary you know, difficulties and have managed to create ideas, businesses, value, communities. We know that, you know, it's, so it's, it's, um, uh, adjust the starting, it, it starts to change us mm-hmm. and, um, it creates room
0: because it's something that we're excited about and it makes us feel different about ourselves. Yeah. It reminds me of some of the conversations we have in my group program around motivation, and that idea that you know motivation will suddenly land in our lap if we look for it long enough, and you know go to all these different places, try these different tools to get some motivation. Actually, motivation comes when you start, you know, and we're already um, motivated. We none of us, even if we, even if we experience ourselves as unmotivated. So in your group, you might have people saying, "Oh,
1: I'm not motivated." It's like, well, are you motivated to? um Um, be in front of the TV with the kids asleep for the last episode of Happy Valley. Yeah, like that's happening. Mm -hmm. We're motivated because we're really, that that's a thing. You know, I've got um, a day in London present and I haven't done that for probably a few years and I've got time during the day to waft around completely with no, like I've got a few hours that I just have a wander, you know, have a bit of tofu, a bit of a Tried. Am I motivated to get stuff ready in order to be... I'll be on the train, let me tell you that. I'll be on the train. It's like we do have motivation. So yeah. I would say that if we're not motivated to do the thing, then maybe it's not the right thing for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How did you come to these conclusions?
1: Um, You know, across a... a yeah, it's, it's through a universe of broken dreams, <laughs> through pain and letting go, and repeating the same mistakes over and over, and sabotaging myself and hurting myself, and being kicked around and losing things—that's kind of that's why I get you know that's why I love working with people. It so gives them the get your coat. You don't have to. You don't have to get the qualification. You just click the button. It's fine. You can start that. You don't. Just go to the front. So I feel like that's what I kind of feel like my job is like with women who are wanting to do their own thing, start their own business or grow their own business. I feel like I'm the they're all in the queue. i I sort of like get to the emergency exit and kick it open. Quit coming
0: this way. Why
1: yeah. It's kind of like that. So yeah, I mean I started my first business was a independent food brand twenty years ago. And there wasn't an there wasn't any kind of culture of um yeah, you know, community sharing, there was no funding. There was no, there was nothing. There was, we just made it up and me and my sister did it and we made masses of mistakes. It, it was great. You know, it was a big hit and we got the product in Waitrose and British Sherry's were in the paper, you know, it was crazy time the, the first, It was pre-social media it, and you know, the phone would ring and they'd say, Oh, hello, this is the Financial Times. We'd like to come and interview you. You go, oh, Okay. Now it's all like, you know, how do you get PR? How do you get visible? But there were so few independent businesses then that yeah, it was was different. So kind of now on the job, the other thing, actually, in terms of motivation, you know, I was unemployable. I know that you've talked about being very happy in jobs before. And how you were sort of, you have one foot in both worlds that you're able to fit in in organizations and thrive in organizations, but you, you know, you had an itch to scratch. And so you stepped out. I definitely, that's not what my experience. Mm-hmm. I was really, you know, I've, you know, I'm, I'm a late in life, ADHD diagnosis, but I'm, you know, I'm off the chart. I'm a hundred on a hundred. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I don't function well in, so. I didn't I got to a point when I and I didn't know that about myself so I tried lots of things and I was really failing really I mean sort of getting sacked and just I played poker for a living in the end because I really and I was just sacked because I really didn't know what to do poker's a, you know online poker is a great thing for someone with ADHD because you just get obsessed with it mm. and um you need know, you to sort of work the angles so I think I came in with um You know, I really had something to prove. I needed it to work. So I had a lot of, a lot of gas in the tank, but yes, I, you know, in terms of how we think and how we feel those messages to other women, you know, I I kind of got there in the end and I don't want it to be as painful getting there for them. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I think I did a podcast with somebody else around, um, and I cannot remember for the life of me. I'll put the link in the show notes, but it was talking about the purpose, kind of why we do what we do. And it was one of those light bulb moments as I was talking in the sense that what I hadn't had when I was working yeah, was yeah. a mentor who I who I could see was doing the thing I wanted to see and who I wanted to be, and yeah. and also I was such a people pleaser as well. So, so that's probably why I'm so good in organisations. Like have you, whatever you've you, you, you let it go of that. I have. Well, I mean, I well, I can. I notice it. I notice when I'm people pleasing, which you know is a step in the right direction. I would say, and I'm certainly less of one now. Um, But, yeah, so there was a sort of a whole load of unpicking for me around what is kindness and what is people-pleasing and how do we serve ourselves as well as other people. And, you know, coming to it again and thinking, how can I help people get to that point without having to... I mean, I think people do have to go through their own... um, Oh, God, I hate this word. I can't think of another one. Journey, you know, to come to their own conclusions. But I think if there's someone slightly further ahead going about that emergency exit door going hey there is another way there's another way that you can do this so um yeah i really love what you said then about how you've come to it and and why you did what you did and why you do what you do now
1: it's just talking mm-hmm. i really like talking to people i really like finding out what they're doing get really curious about it We've always got an opinion but how you can maybe if you did that? No, if you didn't, took the back off that, you know, go faster, lift up a bit. Well, why don't you put two in there instead of three? If you tried that, my friend did that, and this is what happened. There's conversations like that, and now what's happened? I've been doing it for 20 years. I've got 20 years worth of continual conversations like that in my brain, and people pay to sort of access that and to say, yeah, to so to kick, tick. Kick things around and formulate um, businesses that work mm. to turn their ideas into a working machine.
0: Yeah,
1: um, so that they can live the life that they want. You know, they can have a business that you know operate you know, that functions in the way that they want. Mm.
0: Yeah, and I it's so certainly going from being part of a team to a, a lonely freelancer sat in my office. And, you know, having these ideas and thinking. Well, I know, you know, I can figure this out. I'm quite capable of figuring this out. But, you know, there's probably someone that can help me get there a bit quicker. And actually, I don't want to just sit here. I need to, you know, it's like, what coaching is that, you know, ability to be able to just out all of that information that's in your head and to let it filter out a little bit and to percolate and see where the little threads are. And then to have someone to reflect back and, suggest oh she thought about doing it this way or that way this is why i can't this is why this is why i
1: can't be a coach because i um i'm the one who gets the stuff out of my head (laughs) in the sessions it's not Not, you know the thing when you listen (laughs) and then you let give them space to do all the thing and then you're like you lead that yeah i don't do that that's not how i work it's Uh, um yeah it's a big old it's a big old messy share-a-thon where um, it all goes back and forwards yeah so yeah that's not coaching i don't think it's some kind of i don't really have a word for it we just talk and um yeah make and um just put a rocket up it
0: Mm -hmm. i think you need someone but regardless of whether it's coaching, mentoring, consultancy, whatever we want to call it, having someone by your side.
1: Yeah, he's on your, he's to, on your side. On he's on your in your side, corner, definitely. Yeah. Going... And that was what I didn't have. You know, I didn't have all the people around me giving me advice that all had a dog in the race.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I didn't really realize that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And um, one of the questions I asked on the podcast is what, so it's called do good and do well. Yeah. When you hear that phrase, what? What on earth does it mean to you? I just think you need to change the name of the podcast.
1: Go on. Well, the, the, the older I get, everyone knows. I'm going to be 50 this year and I'm a little bit fixated with it. I'm a little bit like, wow, that's a big number. Also, my kind of teenage years in the 90s, that used to feel like 10 minutes ago. And now oh, everyone's, no. and it's now it's like the 60s was for us, isn't it? You know, with my dad going on about, Coffee bars and you know teddy boys. I was just like, I feel like I'm getting to that stage and I'm just boring these young people I me. So I'm a bit getting a bit older, but as I get older, I feel like there's no such thing as good. Mm. And that there's there's no good or bad. We're fixated with it. And our fixation, with think good things or bad things, is half the the problem in our sort of social disintegration, and that there's only context, and that once We, once we integrate that idea, then we don't have to go on this whole thing about self-acceptance, loving ourselves, people pleasing, because we are who we are. So the traits in me that impatience, for example, I'm impatient, uh, that helps me execute, helps me get things done. But it also, you know, in other situations can um, make people feel steamrolled. There's neither good nor bad. Mm. It just is. It is, yeah. It is what it is, what it is. Yeah, it's just recognizing the context in that. And once we do that, what happens is we can move towards a life where we just play to our strengths and just do the things that come naturally. Another thing on my list at the beginning Telling what would I like to tell people is um, your yeah, work doesn't have to feel hot, it doesn't have to be a grind, It doesn't have to be a hustle. It doesn't you know? That's a, that's a trick. That's a that's a mechanism of the patriarchy. It doesn't mm-hmm. it? Doesn't have to be like that. You know, the thing that comes naturally for us, that's easy. To bring that, get paid to do that. Move just move towards the things that feel easy and that you enjoy doing, what you're curious, of, that's kind of, that's that's what I've committed to doing, I think. Partly because I had to, like I was, you know, I wasn't in great shape before. You know, I, I'm, I'm a very happy, free person now. I was a very unhappy, very unfree person. So I've kind of gone from all the way over there to all the way over here. But yeah, so good... And I've listened to your podcast. I really enjoy listening to it. And I think the conversations are so rich. But yeah, I feel like um,
0: good. the good thing is a bit of a red herring. Mm. Yeah, I quite like that though. Because I think it's partly about challenging that notion of good and bad. And that's why I have people like you, Slow, on the podcast to say. Actually, it, that's re- a rubbish title. <laughs> not rubbish. You... Not rubbish. No, I know. Not rubbish. What would you call it?
1: me. Right. I'm not sure, but I can. I can have a think about it. I don't have an answer up my
0: sleeve. Uh, me neither. That's why it stays as it didn't do well. Yes, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough.
1: Um, even well, because well is like that's a, a unit of measurement. Mm-hmm. And units of measurement, are, again, just sticks that women get whacked with. You have not done well this week. Have you done well? It's like, have I done well? I don't know what does that mean. Like sometimes yeah. I dropped a ten kilo kettlebell through a, um the hatch of my acid today. And um yeah. Did I do well? Well, I don't know. I dropped a kettlebell, wasn't great. But then, you know, on the plus side, there's no one underneath the hole, luckily. Well, yeah, perspective. So yeah. it's like well, I don't know. Well it's I know also about well is about um a metric of, you know, a graduation of an improvement. And it's all about mm. the future. You know, when I was fixate, I was a drug addict and alcoholic 20, like, in my 20s. And that's just a, you know, a disease of self obsession and, you know, for obsessing over the past and the future and, you know, measuring did I do, am I good enough? Am I bad enough? Is this, you know, and yeah. like, just have to. There's nothing good in those measurements of, like, it's just today, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really happy to be here. It's nice to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we I doing well? I mean, I'm just, yeah. just you, aren't we? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking recently about how, um, I've been thinking a lot about capitalism and, you know, what it means to have a feminist business, a female business, what, you know, is are we kind of am I acting in a way that makes sense to me or because I've been told that my I, I should do things in a certain way whether consciously yeah. or subconsciously yeah. so I, there's a lot of unpicking for me about what all yeah. of these kind of words yeah. Yeah. mean and how you how you get there and I think sometimes the only way that we can tell is by doing it, giving, you know, testing it yeah. and seeing how it feels and thinking like, oh, does that feel gross? Definitely, but or that's the that way, And that's perfect because that's the just start model. You
1: just yeah. start. And then when, you know, I, in real work, got this online um, membership mm. and, um, yeah, I presented all the, you know, the content and the Zoom. So it was just, you know, me presenting it. The way I thought was great. I just thought, oh, everyone, you know, and you have all people say, well, oh, this is so super wonderful. Say, oh, wow. I'm absolutely, I'm doing well, you know, I'm doing well. And um, until someone says, you're not, and they say, actually, you know, you're so all over the place. I can't follow it because I'm like this, I'm this type of a person. So it's only good for that type of a person. And it's not good for that, you know, so. One of the big reframes I had to sort of unpicking things, you know, obviously I did all the, you know, I've done some DEI training, stuff like that. Cause I was very poor on that and I really needed to sort of go deep. So did some um, serious work on that. And also realizing that I'm so not shy <laughs> that I only see, I only see the world through the sort of, through my own eyes of being quite fearless. For whatever reason, it can be connected to the ADHD thing in you know, impulse control, and um, so I was steamrolling, quite of people. My community—I was ba- basically creating a community for people like me, and the shy ones were at the back, not happy, not feeling it, but not able to speak up. So, like creating feedback loops, creating mechanisms whereby everyone can be heard and everyone can give the feedback. Those kind of things.
0: Mm. Yeah, I was looking at your website actually and saw that you had a, um, that you know, your guiding principles. <clears throat> yeah, we worked really, really hard on that. Yeah. And, um, a- and that wasn't, yeah, that wasn't a lot of the,
1: you know, a lot of my work is very, you know, scrappy fast. So I'm the person who says, right, we can write a business plan today. I'm going to help you do it, blah, blah, blah. But with that, um, no, I mean, I, I invested in, um, Um, help education and that piece of work came about with the whole team sitting there every week kicking things around you know being challenged being really like doing training unpacking my unconscious bias you know over and over and it wasn't great you know i do have a sort of inner boris johnson who comes out every now and again and uh, it's not brissy and um yeah taking owning my inner boris that kind of stuff it was quite hard, but I'm pleased with where we got to because that document, you know, our statement of values, it's really clear and it's really usable. A woman called Chris, Christina Clark at um, uh, Work Culturati did that with us. And I really, it was really worthwhile.
0: Yeah. I didn't think, you know, that I did some anti racism training with them. Um, uh, Honestly, I can't remember anything today. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I will say it in the outro when I've worked out. We did ours um, with the other book, so I'm going to plug them. Plug them. Yeah. I'm rubbish at plugging in. <laughs> um, we Make It. We Make It, that's Great. the organisation. They're based in London and they work with working class um, women of colour and did anti-racism training with them and it is really uncomfortable Super it's, like, uncomfortable. it's, not, if it's not working if it's not if,
1: you don't, if your butt doesn't clench it's not working
0: yeah, exactly. you do cringe you go well that's not me I'm not like that
1: um, maybe yeah. I
0: am well and I think it's interesting isn't it when we're thinking about creating businesses that really work for us and we're going towards this idea of what feels good what makes sense to us what, we're, what we love doing we're passionate and we also want to be able to challenge some of that thinking. You know, in terms of that anti-racism stuff, it might be easier for me to go over in this direction. But actually, I also need to take a bit of a detour and go over there to check in. Or with how myself. about another way? How about um, not seeking to challenge it? Well, so I don't seek to
1: challenge prob- the, those the, the problems within those issues of inclusion and stuff. I just seek to stop getting it wrong myself and being mm-hmm. the problem myself. Yeah. So if I, because if I say I'm not, you know, I don't know enough about it to go and sort the problem out because I'm still working on myself. I'm still working progress. So I'd say that the thing about leaning into what we're good at and what we're great, but yeah, doing that and knowing that as our impact on other people grow and more people are listening. It comes with that a responsibility to um to pay attention to who's left out and how how our actions mm. are impacting people.
0: Mm. Yeah, I and do. I I think there's something about taking that pressure off of ourselves to you know I I think they used to say I oh, want you know I want to change the world you know very lofty ambitions um and. I, you know, I would like the world to change, but I mean, it's that, that thing, isn't it about be the change you want to see. And it just starts at home. I mean, how we parent, how we
1: like, for example, being a woman, there's a, you know, there's a classic scenario of saying, you know, I want things to be different for my kid. I want my, my, my girl child to be strong and brave and, you know, know who she is and then at dinner, you know, say, so, so Mum, do, do you want the chicken or the fish finger? You know, I don't mind. I'll have whatever's left. And it's like, well, cheers. Like, Mum doesn't have an opinion. Mum doesn't care. Mum just takes the leftovers. It's yeah. all right. Mum will do it. What does Mum even like? You know, Mum is dying. What does she even like? We don't even know. Like, we don't. They say, yeah, there's an amazing essay by June Jordan. I, I, someone gave me a copy many rivers to cross, she's a, a poet, um, feminist activist, um, in America. He's no longer with us. She, um, someone gave me a copy when I was a student and it was one of those ones, you know, read in the middle of the night and sort of rocks your world. And she talks about, um, her, the death of her mother and, um, yeah, realizing that when, when she, she died at the, she died at the hands of her husband, it was a brutal death, but at that point it was like no one could almost tell if she was dead or not because she'd been slowly dying for so long she just abandoned herself so long ago
0: mm-hmm. that no
1: one could even So just like live differently in our homes speak up mm-hmm. you know be be k don't don't pass on the legacy of helplessness and or whatever it is in our own you know cultural lines yeah for me the sort of british middle class thing is yeah helplessness and um superiority um um using you know feigning weakness to manipulate i can't manage it's hurting. It's hurt, you know
0: yeah
1: or you know just not passing that stuff on
0: yeah i'm smiling because <laughs> you know the the familiarity of that fish finger chicken um, Yeah, do you example, do that? You get, I don't. I don't do good. that, actually. I'm really, um, I'm very clear yeah. about my needs and my it, boundaries. It's home. good, isn't it? It's, it's so, yeah, it is. It's, and I think particularly having a daughter as well, I think yes, that's really important. Yeah. I have experienced a lot of, do you want a cup of tea or a cup of coffee? Oh, I don't mind. Whatever you And that's making. the same
1: thing about your conversation going back in one of your episodes about um, kindness and niceness. Because it's not kind to do that. It's annoying because I don't get to know you. If you tell me, you know, do you like classical music or punk music? Oh, I don't mind. Well, what you'd like, we could go to either. It's like, well, I don't, I won't know if you're having a shit time or not. I won't, I won't have the experience of knowing you. If you say, oh, I'm curious about punk music, but I've never really listened to it. So, oh, okay, that's interesting. Maybe we could do that. Or, oh, classical music, it's so boring. If you don't tell, if it's, you know, yeah,
0: and you're not going to offend we, me if you say no. We need to be known, to. don't we? Exactly, we need to be known. Yeah, we And need that's to kind of known. Yeah, yeah. And I think what you said about you know not abandoning ourselves is is so important. Um, we've
1: so we've all done that many
0: times. I know, over. You we, know, women of my we, generation, we've
1: abandoned ourselves in you know rooms in the in the suburbs, and you know, yeah. and men all over you know all over the place. We've and because we, we didn't have language to take ourselves out of situations, we didn't have the vocabulary we didn't exist, the bus, we didn't have the bus van, the, you know, the night bus, there's all, re- there's all kinds of reasons why, you know, we have abandoned ourselves over and over again, mm. but, it's, but don't want to do it. I don't, I don't want to do it anymore. It's enough. enough. We don't have to do that enough anymore. And we yeah. know that from speaking to younger people when uh, they yeah. do have the words for this stuff. And they say, Why did you do that? And we talk about your life. I talk about my life choices with younger people. And they say, That doesn't sound like that was a good decision. It doesn't sound like they were very trustworthy. Why did you do that? And explaining the rationale and saying, Well, you know, at that time, there wasn't anyone I could have told about that. And they say, well, What did you mean? Why couldn't you just do that? And I said, Well, I wouldn't have felt able. So
0: it's different, ties are changing and be more millennial. (laughs) Yeah, there's definitely hope in all of that, I think. Really is. Let's look to those young people. So, Fleur, (laughs) before we wrap up, I have a question. And you, you talked about this a bit earlier and you mentioned it on your website and that's about being fearless. And I was wondering what kind of fearless is that fearless that you're talking about?
1: Well, I—the fact that I even describe myself means that I probably see it as an asset, doesn't it? Don't I? Um, I—it's something that has been said about me, and I—and I do experience myself like that. I wonder. So, with this later life ADHD diagnosis, it could be as simple as a brain chemistry thing that you know i'm not I, i'm not risk averse i'm a risky person but as i got older and you know birthed a baby on my own and became became responsible i would say that it settled into something a bit more grown up than just mm. you know I, i'll do a bungee jump yeah let's do it i don't i don't think it's that anymore i feel like um, that sense of when I had my baby, um when when she was born. You know that stuff that people say, Oh gosh, you know, you have this baby, and then you know you have a sleep and then you say, Oh, they're not gonna let me go home with it, are they? I don't know what to do. I didn't have that. I've sat like looking down at the baby, I've sat like saying, you know, don't worry, it's I've got it covered. Like I'm that there's I'm with a grown-up, I'm with a capable person. I ha I have that I'm not afraid of getting the bill so again talking about addiction in active addiction the obsession is that you have done something bad wicked shameful or wrong you've been found out and someone's going to show up and hold you to account and everyone will know you'll be revealed you'll be revealed as you know and i don't have that anymore there's nothing there's nothing you can Tell me about myself that I have any sort of, I'm not, I'm not afraid. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay about myself and there's, there's nothing, there's no skeleton in the cupboard that you should. drink. Listen, there's stuff that will make, you know, pictures of me in the daily mail, or whatever, so, you know, or getting, I don't know that I'll get, Oh God, that you look at all of that, but there's, but I've come, I've integrated all those different parts and I'm very confident that the result has a lot to offer. You know, there's a lot to offer. I'm a a useful, capable person. And in that sense, I'm unafraid to stand up and be seen and use my voice. And part of what I offer is the kind of the wake. Behind me, that you can kind of surf on if you're not quite there yet. That's, that's, I feel like, why women are attracted to, you know, what I do. If, you, yeah, if you're not quite there, come in, come in the wash for a bit, see what it feels like. Now it's possible. Recovery is possible. Mm-hmm. Change is continual. And you're enough as you are mm mm-hmm. doesn't so it's something to do with that, think mm. yeah,
0: yeah, that's amazing. I, I love the way that you describe that and and wish it for all of us,
1: you know it <laughs> wouldn't in the world it's, 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 I did, I did a, um the noise kind of sort of deep dive in into you know, so I go through phases working on myself and then not for a while, so yeah. go off the boil for a bit. I did masses of 12-step work when I could out. I'm 20, 22 years continual sobriety of quite a lot. So I did masses and masses of work back then when, you know, my life was on the line. And I sort of come in and out of it. And the last piece I did was basically kind of yoga philosophy um, mixed in with some DEI stuff. And in those sessions, what I've just described, I think that... Teacher would describe as integration, being integrated as opposed to disintegrated. Mm-hmm. And I think the main thing to know is that within the system that exists, as women, or, um, you know, that disintegration is pretty inevitable it's pretty inevitable. You know, the things that we described yeah. from the past, yeah. where we've, what we've grown up in the world, where we're in. disintegration is kind of, so it's not, you're not at fault. It's not a moral thing. We don't need to make a moral judgment. You know, you haven't, you know, you've got these worries or you've got these um, ticks or you've got these behaviors, this self-destructive thing or people-pleasing. We don't need to get moral about
0: that. Mm. It's
1: part of the fact of the system that we live in. So it's like, well, what, what can we do about that? Yeah, How can we How can we integrate and accept all those parts of ourselves? And, you know, the, the, it's hard because the system's against us. It doesn't want that to happen because what happens if all women, if all women integrate all the parts of themselves, so we can't be shamed. We can't be controlled. We've been collateralized. That's, that's what's happened. We've been collateralized by the system and if we uncollateralize ourselves so we don't mind if they publish the new pictures of us or the whatever it was you know we don't they tell the world that we did this or we don't know that or you know we if we then you know who's who's driving then
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah and I think it, it that judgment it's it's interesting what you're saying about that moral judgment and I think sometimes the do good that well I mean there is such moral judgment in that as well you know you you should be doing good or if you're not doing good why are you you not doing you don't Um, have to do anything you just have to be yes and and I yeah that sense of really trying not to I mean I you know it's it's not easy, but that judgment that we hold over ourselves is just massive. And I think I've certainly come to the conclusion that my people-pleasing isn't a character flaw. It's not because of something I've done or, you know, or haven't done or, just or whatever. It's just, just been wired, wired that way. just been wired that way. Exactly. And so I can be re- wired. Yeah.
1: And you I can, can do it. You can just say, oh, wow, well, because you've noticed it now. Yeah. You've exactly. noticed and say, oh, wow, that really doesn't serve me. Exactly. And even the people who wired us, there, you know, parents or people who have harmed us and I'm not you know that's just they were doing their thing they were getting absolutely you know, and that wasn't great, either you know the result for us wasn't great. It's like, okay, well, what am I left with? What am I left with? How can I don't want that mm-hmm. part? We we'll change that a bit,
0: move that around mm-hmm. amazing Fleur, I'd love to know a little bit more about your membership and who it's who it is for, because I know you said that there are you, there are some spaces available, so I just wondered if you wanted to. Talk yes, about that a little bit so i work in a couple of different ways i do one-to-one work
1: which is this kind of non-coaching consultancy work and it's based around a three-month program that i do called the real work method and that is for um women who have a business that they've started and you know it's not doing what they want it to do and it's like a um It's like an MOT. It's like taking the business into the garage and we um, take it apart and put it back together so that it works. Mm -hmm. So that's one-on-one work. And the membership is called Real Work. It operates in Slack and it's a peer-to-peer community. So the main thing is I'm in it. So (laughs) if you like me and you want a bit more of me, it's the easiest way to get more of me in your life it's like um, a digital version of my house really because i'm in it i'm talking i'm starting conversations leading conversations i take responsibility for the culture yeah um but not much else um i don't i'm not seeking to teach people stuff you know yeah. so it's peer-to-peer stuff we have a great culture of sharing we have an extremely high engagement so people use it in the background um as their kind of water cooler thing, as they, you know, mm. to ask questions, they employ each other, they help each other, they give each other work and advice. Um it's 39 quid a month and it's Slack and some zooms when we get to know each other. It's very light touch. We don't I don't again the ADHD thing, I don't do the things like in four days you'll be reminded of this. Here this is, you know, here's the play base. Yeah. That's all kind of gone over the side. Um and I love it, as you can hear. Mm. I mean, it's just, it changes all the time. It's kind of evolved. It started in lockdown. When I, when we got locked down, I was at home with a four-year-old with um, no bubble or any, anything like that. And all my work, at that point, I was doing a lot of work in London on stages and hosting stuff. And all of it got cancelled. So I had no income, a four-year-old. <laughs> Oh yes. wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> went on. <laughs> Woohoo. That's interesting. She was dressed as a flamingo. We'd been given a flamingo outfit by some dear friends of ours So I had I had an impatient flamingo to look after. And no way to feed her. So uh, except a load of basmati rice I wild in the shed. So I went online on Instagram, I'd been um going heavy on Instagram. So I was a bit, I'm a bit late to the party with that. I'd only just started, but I'd really gone at it and had a load of people following me who sort of knew who I was and what my kind of flavor was. And I said, yeah, do you want, I'm going to do one of these membership things. I don't know what it's about. Hasn't got a name yet. It'll be amazing. Press the button and join. And yeah, it went bananas. I had 17 grand in signups. Woo! <laughs> amazing. I know it was amazing. And I say that not to be the person who said Oh, you know, do it you know, make passive income, follow my fits. Not that. It's no. just because I said you why it was copyright, right, right, right yeah, right place, right time. And also yeah. what I didn't realise is the the capacity of Instagram to really connect you because I'd shown up on that every single day for a year without ever selling anything.
0: Mm. So
1: and I didn't really realise that until afterwards. So when I finally did say, do you want to buy the thing? Yeah, everyone bought the thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and I really like the way you've just framed that in terms of, hey, I've got an idea. I'm going to yeah. like try it rather than it yeah. be. I've got to understand every single element of it. And I need to know exactly what I'm what teaching or whatever, whatever. Just, what, start, but, just start, just start. And I think, but also, I think people really connect with that sometimes. It doesn't have to be all like shiny and flashy. And um, so I tell you the truth about all of those like
1: coachings, you know, um, learn this, buy into this, all of those things, you know, we, we look at those. Um, it's they say, oh, it's because they've got a. you know, they talk about the solution, mm-hmm. you know, Pain sell point. the sizzle, sizzle mm-hmm. not the sausage. You know, it's because your landing page isn't um, optimized. It's because all of that stuff, you are amazing. oh, that's why people, it's not that. People just want to get close to you. People. I buy courses off people just because I'm interested in hearing their view of the world, not because I'm like, right, I need to learn more about SEO. I'm going to compare these packages. Which one gives me more video? You don't, we don't operate like that. We just think, oh, I like the sound of them. I like listening to them. They're interesting. They're mm. compelling. So I'll buy oh, into that thing and get near to them and just have a listen and just see. So yeah. you don't, just be yourself. Just show yourself. Just show what you've got fearlessly and um. It's not, yet. Yeah, it's not the wording on the sales page. It's not because you've got too many calls to action. It's not because your email went out on the wrong day. That's not why people aren't buying into you. It's because you're not showing them who you are. You're not letting them get, get to know you. Mm. Ugh, yes. My opinion. That's my opinion. I'm not a marketer. Other marketing opinions are available. Be... No, it... I'm
0: not. Yeah, that's not. That's my opinion yeah. today. So. I've... You yeah, know, change it, it, that could change right? exactly. But I really, that like, I'm getting slightly excited because I think <laughs> there's something for me about helping. You know, the work I do with freelancers, it's not it's not about being visible. It's about being themselves and about saying, "I'm here. I've got I've got an opinion." Like, you are allowed to have an opinion, and that will draw people to you. And you can have interesting conversations, that it can really serve the work. But don't be afraid of pressing that publish button. Don't be afraid of well, even write starting to write the blimmin' blog or the or the social media post. Or have, you, have you seen or this whatever. thing? People are
1: talking about this um, this computer thing that writes copy. Oh
0: yes, I looked at that the, the other AI night. Stuff. Yeah, I looked at it the
1: other night. I think we're last to that. I think everyone knows about it except us. And I said something like. Um, the question I put to it was write an a thousand word blog post on how women are disadvantaged in um, entrepreneurship or something. And you know what it wrote? It wrote something that looked and sounded exactly like ninety percent of the LinkedIn posts I see. That that is why you have to be yourself, because
0: even a robot can be you otherwise. <laughs> So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, thank you, that. I've really enjoyed our conversation. How can people find you? don't view? have to change
1: the name of the podcast. I'm sorry.
0: I'm going oh, off. And I'm well. going to go it's and no have a. Well. I can't believe her. I.
1: I mean, she came on. I invited her, and she, she. No, but
0: that... on. No, but I. No, but yeah, but. I get excited by that stuff because I want it to be interesting i want it to i want to have a conversation about what this actually means rather than yeah anyway rather than something else um but thank you how can people find you oh i'm very available i may um
1: i like to communicate so i'm around on um instagram at flora emery it's not very difficult um, you can email me, flirt at do real dot work. Call round if you're in the neighbourhood. I've got, a, I, you know, I've got put one of those widgets on my website with a um, with a chat box on it. Oh, have you? It's quite interesting. People don't use it much, and they co- cost about sixteen quid a month app thing. So I don't know if I'll keep it. But at the moment, if you do well, that, it just comes straight it, well, through to my phone. Oh. So come along there. Like, yeah. But uh, Yeah, I think it's quite a good trusting because if you can speak to a person before you buy something, it can help, yeah. can't it? And it it's actually me. That's so really um, thank you. Yeah, just yeah I will put
0: me. I'll put all the links um, in the show notes so everyone can access that. Um, but so thanks. I apologise to
1: any men, men listeners
0: because I'm just used to being on podcasts for women. All my work is now for women and so um, it's been... Um... I don't know if we need to apologise if we're showing yeah. up as ourselves and what we've got to say. Do we need to apologise? I'm also single, so, you know, I want to keep things keep things open. Well, I mean, no. that's a whole other podcast episode. <laughs> Let's do that another time. Okay. <laughs> um, thank you. It's been really great talking. Thanks for having me. Fleur, for giving her time to the podcast, I hope you found that interesting, useful. I hope there were things that you takeaway and can apply to what you're doing as always do get in touch I'd love to know your thoughts if you enjoyed this episode please go and leave a review and a rating it really really does help take very good care